I felt instantly better about myself. Like I felt so much better about myself that my dumb fake accent was so much less obnoxious and way less public than hers. Yeah, you're right. This isn't a good cold open, huh? Welcome, everyone, to episode 48 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your Garden of Eden host, Sparky Shelton. I'm your River of Sticks host, Jordan Granick. And I'm Ryan. Boys, the fucking liberals are at it again. The fucking What did I do now? Liberals are at it again. You know what they did? You know what they did? They done did debimbified my favorite cartoon bunny. Oh. Mm. How dare they? First, they canceled Dr. Seuss by respecting a decision that their publishing house made. Then they canceled Disney movies because the corporation made an independent decision. Then cancel culture came Mr. Potato Head for Mr. Potato Head by saying no more Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, except they still exist. There's just going to be Potato Head. How am I supposed to know which one I want to fuck if they don't have surnames? Hmm? Hmm? And now they came for the holiest of holy childhood memories which is busting one to that bodacious bunny how dare they that's what i want to know so you're a furry then no i don't think it counts as a furry i'm i tell you what i am i'm furious at the (laughs) goddamn liberals they're taking away my booby bunny she was pretty (sighs) thick I bet yeah, you. Wait. I bet you. The that they was, were just trying oh, to. Hold on. <laughs> T- taking a break from the bit real quick. That was a bit too low and a bit too slow to say that sentence, Jordan. Just, just. She was. <laughs> they really, really wanted you to dwell in you it. You really yeah. wanted to take it, your time. Thicker there was some genuine. Girl. There was some genuine <laughs> attraction there, which I can appreciate. I mean, as a kid, yeah. Oh yeah, everybody. As an adult, yeah. me now. That's why I'm so angry that they done de-bimbified my bunny baby. Do you think they had a meeting about it beforehand? I I think they had probably the same amount of character design meetings as they do for everybody else. And I I would say... There was no way they had the same with Bugs Bunny or, you know... That's... I mean, that is true. That is probably this, true. This would see the however, thing is like this was an active decision. However, I will say Bugs Bunny has since has appeared in many, many more That's like true. properties since when Space Jam came out, which I think was nineteen ninety five. We can Google it labor labor. Um which is Lulu's only she's only in the Space Jam universe. She is right? I think she's probably in some lesser Warner Brothers yeah. franchises, but but you know, um, Space Bugs Jam is like the face of it. 
Right. There was, um, there was like the kids Looney Tunes where it was like them but children and they all lived at the same house. They were babies. You don't Yeah, Looney you don't babies. want a baby bimbo bunny. That was just be That's sus. I wasn't going that's, didn't mean That's that's pretty similar to what happened in this movie. You don't want that. Yeah, that's you don't want that. <laughs> um uh but I I'm going to guess stepping out of the bit for a moment that um there was probably the first character design meeting for Lola Bunny where they it was like a review of all of the character me- design meetings from like 1995 um and it was just one it's just an I just imagine an empty an empty conference room big long conference room mahogany table and a whiteboard on one end um that had like a cover over it like it had a red satin blanket on it and everybody was very solemn and they all come in and they were very serious and they were all sort of um, uh, uh, waiting with bated breath as the head of Warner Brothers, David Warner, the Australian cricketer, um, and also head of Warner Brothers, um, sat at the other end of the table um, like an emperor and they revealed they revealed the, the red satin blanket and the whiteboard just said, make it less horny question mark and there was a tense moment where the where warner looked and then he looked to his brother in heaven and then he just gave like the thumbs up like an emperor and everybody just breathed a sigh of relief like oh thank god we don't have to make her so sexy oh thank goodness that's what i imagine happened can't be walking around the office with a boner can you in my head in my head it's just a room full of dudes Oh yeah, absolutely. Probably. Maybe I mean, maybe one woman. Maybe one woman, and they're just like, "We have to do it, right? Like, we have to." <laughs> and then they'll kind of look, they kind of all look at her to for her to be like, "No, it's you know, it's fine." But because I feel like if it would if also a woman be in charge, they wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. They'd keep it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> not gonna like this is I... definitely a group of dudes who were like, "We have to do this." I, I like the idea though I like the idea that uh, uh, <laughs> the the pitch to make make Lola Bunny the the very bodacious basketball bunny less bodacious and more basketball was like this group of of as you alluded to all men and they were really just trying to they were they really made it a passionate speech about how uh, uh, we can't give these images to young women and and we have a responsibility as Warner Brothers, and they give all of this stuff, um, and they just like look to the couple of women on the character design team, like kind of like you know, right? Are right? Am I right? Like we're can, allies. We're allies. We're allies. And then and then one of them just goes, "Oh, but I like the fuckable bunny," <laughs> and and they're the ones that are. Um, I don't know. I thought it was funny in my head, but now I'm saying it probably not. <laughs> and then they, and then, <laughs> and then the the guys all try to like furiously reverse pace and like, yeah, maybe maybe somebody who owns their sexuality is good. Maybe maybe uh, uh, somebody who who owns it and uses it to their advantage is good. And then <laughs> they turn and look for approval, and they're like, nah, we're fucking with you. Let's deep bimbify this bunny. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of uh, bunnies. Um, <laughs> and, and shockingly, that will be the less the 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 uh, least distressing part of this podcast in regards to uh, sexuality. So 
buckle up. Oh, I should put in the bio that like none of our moms or dads should listen to this, right? Huh? We should. NSFP. We should like. We should have. If like, you a let very... me take the reins, buddy, I will make it PG for everybody. You're gonna edit that segment into PG. Oh no no no! That part is fucked. But they can still listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the synopsis. No 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 no. We can't. We we. We would be absconding from our post as watchers of this movie uh, to to not to make a PG version of of this movie, which is Cruel Intentions, the nineteen ninety nine classic. Just total bummer. Um, <laughs> or I'm sorry, let me take that again. The nineteen nineteen ninety nine classic, fam- fun for the whole family romp. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> Fun for the whole family, just a quality 90 minutes, a laugh a minute, um, just a good old slice of life of Americana. Do you do you want to do you want to start with the uh, synopsis this time, Ryan? Yeah, I'll take I'll take the reins on this one because uh, I was going full Rain Man in my head just now doing some. I was figuring out how I could break this down very easily, succinctly, and quickly. So I can I can jump straight into this softcore porno. That's okay. how I'm prefacing this film. <laughs> That's <laughs> how Rayman would want it. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so let me introduce the characters first. You got two main ones. It's Sebastian and his uh, his his stepsister Sarah Michelle Gellar. Then their love interests, uh, Reese Witherspoon, and then hers is kind of like this like everyone I guess. I can't believe and then like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you're going too fast, Ryan. This uh, impossible, impossible. <laughs> I think I think that it it is worth setting up. So this is this is a an adaptation of Dangerous Liaisons, which is a centuries old tale of of sociopaths, uh, of manipulation and seduction, um, uh, of of some folks uh classic classic novel this time it is imagined in a uh it's usually set in like you know pre-revolutionary france but this time it's it's present day manhattan um uh let me interject here sure previous or prior to us recording we discussed about what the wager would have been ah, and right, i yes. mentioned that it would be a pineapple I just want you guys to know I made that up. I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. I 100% bought that. I bought it 100% too. Well, they didn't because it was fucking expensive. It's a pineapple. Yeah, they're very that's what made that's what really... made it so believable. That was <laughs> that was honestly like the perfect thing you could have said. Yeah, I don't you think picked I would have really good lie, and you also picked a really bad time to bring it up because but we're like it's... 20 minutes away from that. Impossible. I, if you had said anything other than pineapple, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have believed, yeah. I so I truly would. We're getting ahead. I of did. Ourselves. I did know that pineapples were exceedingly expensive. We're getting. Well, I mean, what yeah. part of we're getting ahead of ourselves? Don't you people understand? Impossible. Ryan, talk <laughs> about the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, this I I want to uh, make an important point, um. This, I believe, you both did research. This is the only one where the guy and the girl are, are step-siblings, right? What do you mean? Like, in all of the pre... Like, in the book, and in all of the movies before this, they're not step-siblings. 
There are no mo- there's no movie before this. That's the part. There's no movie before. Well, there's, there's dangerous liaisons. Well, is that the book? That is so the book is was written in like 1782 in France. Le liaisons okay. dangereux. And movies came out in the 1800s. M- movies in the 1900s. <laughs> there was one in like there was a bunch of plays and like an opera or two. And then there was uh like a French version. And then there was Dangerous Liaisons in 1988. Um, and the male playboy in that one was played by John Malkovich. What the fuck? Anyway, um, I buy it. He, he can get it. Um, anyway, uh, and then they made this one. And this is the first time in like the whole expanse of this story that they decided to make the two people who... If we didn't make it clear at the beginning, they want to fuck each other. They they start uh, grinding up up on each other minute one from the get-go. And this is the first time they did that. Thoughts? Discuss? Would this have been as distressing a movie if they weren't step-siblings? It would no. be on par with the rest, I think. Yeah. It would. Be... Which is why I think this one was most notable so far. And because like fuck Fight Club, Th- this one had incest. Yeah, I was gonna it had say way more, it had way more than incest. <laughs> this was this was the first movie that truly like shocked me. I think. Yeah, I I would say so. I think this is the first one that just made me. I mean, Eight Millimeter was rough, but but as we said, it's tonally just like, um, uh, really missed the mark. Like you knew you were watching a a, a shitty like a fucked up a movie about fucked up stuff. With yeah. 8mm, because they made it, like, dark and gross and cast Nick Cage in it, which immediately tells you that some shit is going to go down. But, uh, Correct. But, but this one was just, like, fucking playing, playing boys to men. Just <laughs> I mean, grooving. The music, was, the music was hilarious. It was, yeah. In, in, in any case. So, you could proceed, Ryan, with your, with your thing. Yeah. Okay, back to Rain Man. Thanks. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> so as I was saying, we have the the brother sister, obviously, uh, and as we've just mentioned, they they're weird about this whole thing. One of whom is a total bitch. That would be the sister. One of whom is a a a playboy. Okay, and I'm they're just like stop you right there and try to give you another. They're shot. both bad people. You're making they're... him seem a lot better than he. Yeah, is. I was. A, you didn't, you just cut me off. You just cut me okay, off. Okay, yeah, save it. Start, save you, it. The one word you used for her was bitch, and <laughs> calling a, a playboy's kind of a compliment. It's one of yeah, the. Yeah, okay. it's a little it's, bit like okay. She. Like, I wish I. I kind of okay. wish I was a playboy. It's like I you were wish saying. I was a playboy. It's like you were saying. Uh, 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 yeah, she was fucking Fair ugly, and he was unique. He had a unique look. Fair enough. <laughs> he was a snake. That's what he was. Okay, a fucking I still snake. don't think those two things are commensurate, but go ahead. A bitch he, and a snake? He was, just, he was a fuckboy. I mean, like, yeah, he was an, well, he was like an Ooh, asshole. He was one. very conniving. Boy, yeah. He was evil. Both of, both of these people were evil. Yeah, they were both evil. Yeah. He was very much a fuckboy, manipulative and abusive, I would say. Probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the opening scene. He's going to therapy. I don't think he needed therapy. Okay. I'm gonna... Explain. I think the whole reason why he was at that therapist's office was to see her reaction when uh, 
his when when the therapist because he fucks the therapist's daughter, right, and then posts her nudes online. Right. I think he was only there to just like really rub the dirt in, you know. Yes. Yes. Salt in the wound. He, you can tell that because he picks up the picture of her daughter and Correct. says, "Is this your daughter? I think so, she would. I should date a girl like her." No therapy needed. He was just an asshole. No, he well, needs therapy. Oh no, he needs he, therapy. He needs oh, therapy. oh, yeah, he has yeah, a personality yeah. He's disorder. Not, he's that not needs going to, be to. He's not going to get therapy. Correct. But he we, fucking needs it. Yeah, he needs it. But from an outside source, he was definitely not that. He he thinks he doesn't need it. Sure, as most Anywho. people who need it do <laughs> that daughter by the way tara reed only seen in the whole movie that she's in yeah she's crying she's on like, the bed because her whole life got ruined by this jackass yeah now people do that shit for money like a lot of money just posting their news on the internet yeah that's not for the free, same even. thing that's not the same thing that uh, happened to her because what happened to her was out without her consent which is oh yeah absolutely non-consensual don't do that i do not i do not advocate you were just for what like really fucking you were just like walking into a balloon store with knives on your hands my man <laughs> boy this right, so one we've is set... just a fucking minefield huh and we yeah, are we've set the tone we've set the tone we are, we have... walking, this will be the best we are walking into we are walking into a minefield while laying <laughs> mines behind us sparky it is 1944 <laughs> this is the beaches of normandy and we are going at this why full would force they put okay mines on their own beaches why would they put mines behind them forget it so no one can follow them so nobody can steal their boats <laughs> yeah that, mm, there you go yeah can't let those Germans get the boats. <laughs> that would Can't be get the honestly, honestly, that would be a pretty fucking sly like uh, play if you know they had all of those landing crafts and and they go to storm up and they think there's machine gun fire, but there's not, and they turn around and it's just a bunch of Germans waving at them in their own <laughs> landing crafts. It's like one of those scenes it back where... across the the channel. It's like one of those scenes where like the guy is taking a shower and while he's taking a shower they grab his clothes and run away. <laughs> it's just like one of those pranks. That would be amazing. Holy shit. I think we just cracked war. I think we just figured out how to do a war really well. It's just a series of pranks. <laughs> that's so that's anyway. much less catchy than war is hell. War. War is just a series of pranks. <laughs> Proceed. All right. So, anyways, we got the two evil step siblings. One of them clearly a psychopath because he posted nudes unconsensually, non consensually on the internet of this girl. And we have his sister who starts off the bat by introducing herself to this new girl, Cecile. Lucille? Cecile? Cecile. Cecile. Um, and she's trying to get in the same school as them. Very rich people. Very rich people. Uh, they lived in. Like at the top of in Billionaires Row by Central Park, to put into perspective, it's called Billionaires Row. She's very dumb, this Cecile. Okay, she doesn't know her her head from her ass. Yeah, I'm saying that right now. I think I have a theory about this. I think that uh, the character was supposed to be written to be naive, and the actress overcorrected into um developmentally disabled yeah it was very it was beyond dumb it was yeah. it was beyond dumb it was to the point where where you thought maybe maybe they were trying to imply that she was 
was like yeah developmentally disabled which if it was naive if it was naive that they were going for it's a little bit less distressing but as it stood really fucking distressing what happens later correct and i'm about to get there because Sarah Michelle Gellar has a vendetta against this girl because Cecile somehow, or I get, I mean, assuming that she was just a naive girl, still fucked Sarah Michelle well, no, Gellar's she, she never ex-boyfriend. Fucked. She never fucked. Oh, the they just dated. No, like, he just fell out. in love with her. He fell in love with oh, her. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay, thank you for the correction. Important. Yeah. Regardless, vendetta exists, so she's out to ruin this girl's life. So she gets her to fall in love. Well, she's falling in love with her cello teacher, Cecile has. Um, cello teacher, also in love with Cecile. Works out great. Our evil Sarah Michelle Geller, uh sends the mom medals uh, with the relationship, sends the mom these love letters that she's written, ruins the relationship, gets them broken up. Now, back to our evil boy, the guy who fucked up Tara Reed's life, right? He wants a challenge because he's like i can get with every girl in the world but i need a challenge because i'm bored and i'm tired of fucking girls in new york so cue reese witherspoon she's like this weird uh not weird yeah everyone's got their own that was the first that was the first word that you popped out when you were trying to think about somebody somebody who was waiting for marriage to have sex your brain (laughs) your brain Fished right, its really little, throw me under the bus. Fished its throw me little, under the taxi right now. Why don't you? <laughs> fished its little paw into the lottery into the uh, into the lottery ball holder of vocabulary, and and what you pulled out was weird. Do you want to take that again, my man? <laughs> no, I say stick by it. She's weird. She's weird. <laughs> That's so weird. She's a virgin. That's so weird. My roommate is choosing to be. She's choosing to be. going hard at that chicken right now in the kitchen. Can you hear that? I can't. No. No. Oh, good. Okay. Is that a euphemism? Going hard at that chicken in the kitchen? No. He's in the kitchen with a fucking meat tenderizer, beating the shit out of some chicken. That's. I thought he was just eating like off the rotisserie chicken (laughs) like just that really devouring it yeah how i mean you would have to be pretty aggressive you would have to be like cracking bones with your molars to get that audible that's true so i'm gonna take this again go ahead (laughs) all right cue reese witherspoon uh celibate girl who's really devout to the the church and uh, she's written a manifesto. It got published in Teen Magazine. Seventeen. No, she's, I, don't, she, 17. I don't think she's religious. She just said you should, you should wait until you find someone you're in love with. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the weird things about this movie. Oh, weird, Sparky. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to me. Listen to the words that come out of my mouth after when I finish the sentence. <laughs> you didn't listen to the words that came out of my. Oh, mouth. I listened to the one word that you started with, and that was enough. So, it's weird because. You would think that the angle that they would go for is traditionally when teenagers make a big fuss about waiting to have sex, it's for marriage and it's for religious reasons. That's 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 what tracks in 1999 and, and still 2019 America. However, I think they made a point to, for the purposes of the plot, to make it that <laughs> no, it wasn't in fact for marriage 
religious-wise, um, it was because the, she didn't think that teenagers had the, the sense or the ability to determine what love was. That's right. I remember that quote it, now. It was about it wasn't the church. It was about waiting for love, um, which comes back to be pivotal later. Which, and they established that she has a boy. She has a boyfriend mm-hmm. of like a year and a half back in Kansas City, mind. where she's from. And does that mean that this fucking guy is just like so milk toast, blah blah, nothing? that like she's nowhere even in the strat how because let's let's really dig into this for a second that means that she doesn't love him not only does it mean she does not love him Mm. it means that she was so confident she would not love him (laughs) for an extended period of time enough that she could publish a manifesto in 17 magazine about how you really shouldn't have sex until you're in love and you're and she's gonna wait until she finds somebody she can fall in love with. How fucking and then down bad has, is that son of a bitch? And then he has the the balls to say he just doesn't mind. Yeah, it's fine. Which I mean, <laughs> I guess they never cleared up if he meant he Bro. doesn't mind that she's waiting until she falls in love, or he doesn't mind that she's not in love with him. I yeah, that, that is. I mean, I or think, they're the same. I think what we've discovered is that it is a logical it's, inconsistency yeah. and that he is okay with her decision not to have sex. But Dude, when I, when this, you do the math... The chicken's tender. The chicken's got to be tender. <laughs> 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 that chicken was tender 15 minutes ago. <laughs> but so I, th- I think it is just the logical th- next step to say that she's just so not in love with him that he's just totally fine with it. He is either just like incredibly uninterested in the relationship to begin with and like just wants to just wants to read his books. That's what I imagine this guy is. He's he has a girlfriend uh, for a similar reason that I had a girlfriend in eighth grade, which is to get the fucking assholes in my grade off my back um, uh, for for not having a girlfriend. Um Kendall, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but you knew the score. Um, we went on one date, and it was just errands with her mom. So, um, but I mean, she was kind of hot. So, um, the kind of who went to CCA, right? <laughs> yes, yes, but you Babe. have to remember that I dated her in eighth grade. So, what you just said was, oh, was that she, she ugly was back hot. then. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> I can't answer that because I can't. Anyway, you can you can one of course you can answer that. That come on, we just it's, talked about how sexy a rabbit was. It's <laughs> for like a rabbit. <laughs> in eighth grade, did you think she was hot? Uh, yeah, in eighth grade, I thought she was very attractive. Okay, yeah, I think she's attractive now. Thanks. Okay, I Thanks think her now learning. is attractive now. We've been okay. the same age all our lives, and at yeah, every so age, in what in what part of so where was I wrong? I, Nowhere. I, there was no I part of that to, where you were wrong. I wanted to... You're, yes, you were not wrong. I wanted to give as much clarity that I was not me, a 23-year-old, saying that this 14-year-old was attractive. Because, I think that was clear when you said you were in eighth grade. Yeah. Yes, yes. But again, movie magic, you know, deep fake, bada-bing, bada-boom, I can't be president anymore. 
you're the editor of this podcast. You can make it sound however you want. Oh, absolutely. But I definitely wanted to include the the bit mm. about um, about having a girlfriend in All eighth right. grade to yeah. have bullies off the back. Just going back to Reese Withers. Okay, sure. We're Thirty <laughs> minutes into this podcast. We haven't even made it past the front door of this fucking mansion. That's that true. We really haven't. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, we have, what? Haven't we? No. About, you talked about the cello teacher. You talked. You. He's not well, doing okay, it so, sequentially. He's doing it in terms of plots. Character we by character. To the bet. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah, the dumbest so. way to break down the <laughs> fucking plot. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is the stupidest thing I've ever. Heard. I think it's easy. I think it's easier to follow. I, Otherwise, we're bouncing back and forth. You go to the scene selection menu when you watch a new movie and you're just like you just see who's in each scene and you watch it that way. You get all the plot lines wrapped up. Yo, I'm going to try that once actually. That sounds interesting. Interesting way to way to do things. It would be absolutely I mean, this is just this is like a Quentin Tarantino, you know, how he like a pulp fiction kind sure. of thing. Sure. Which, you know, he can pull off. That's the greatest compliment I've ever received. I don't know if that was a compliment. So, so <laughs> she so this 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 Sarah Michelle Geller, she decides her first plan is to try to get Sebastian, who's this this guy, this stepbrother, brother. to uh to sleep with um Cecile. Uh and then, you know, it would it would uh she would Sarah Michelle Geller would tell Cecile's mother about it and she would be embarrassed and, and ruin her reputation. Um then uh sebastian said no i need a real challenge um and uh he set her set his sights on um reese witherspoon and for some for some reason they made a bet about it i think that sarah michelle geller thought there's no way in hell it's going to happen uh before the school year so this is in the summer and uh she says if you can do it um, I will sleep with you because she is the one woman that he has never been allowed to have because, you know, they're step-siblings. And they are fondling each other from, like, minute one. Like, they are all up on each other all the time. Um, and uh, and he's like, fine, that's, that's agreeable. I'm okay with that. What happens if I don't? And uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar says, if you don't, I get your car. And this car, I, this car, is a Jaguar XK140, I think. XK140, XK125, something like that. X, XK140. It is an incredibly attractive car. It is a wonderful car. It is a thing of beauty. It is the only plausible thing in this movie that that would be a worthy a worthy uh, uh, prize to fight for. Um, although, in in the end, she kind of she wants to she wants to fuck him. So like, why yeah, why, it... why why does she need stakes? What's the deal? I don't know. Plots, ma'am. They didn't get invented until 1954. So, what are they supposed to do in France? Am I right? <laughs> so that's the bet. Um, Ryan, do you want to continue? Yeah, so he's hanging out with Reese Witherspoon at their aunt's house in the Hamptons. 
I don't remember why she was there, but that's not really... It was because her dad was becoming the new headmaster of their school, so they were moving out there. So for a couple weeks, she was crashing at their aunt's place. Right. Thank you, Notes Guy Jordan. I'm not looking at any notes. It was pretty... They made it pretty (laughs) clear. Ah, so he's filling in the blanks. You know, it's good. Because I'm I'm here to speed run this. (laughs) We're doing a great job. Well, you cut me off talking about your eighth grade girlfriend and bunnies for 20 minutes of that. Sorry, I want the podcast to be enjoyable. (laughs) This is going to be a heated one, huh? Is that what we're taking? (laughs) I'm I'm having fun. We're all having fun. (laughs) We're all friends here. We're all friends here. (laughs) It's jokes. It's just jokes. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. It's all all jokes. Anyways, so they're at their Hamptons house. And he's slowly seducing her, you know, doing his whole charming thing. Uh, they go on rides in the cool car. As Sparky mentioned, though, there is the little side bit where he does bang Cecile, the really dumb girl. Um, and we gotta stop calling her dumb. Yeah, it's not great. It's she's developmentally disabled. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's that's not explicitly clear, so I'm just gonna. I guess that's what the the, the, the peanut galleries decided. Yeah, She's I'm not entirely sure what the point of that was, too. Um, uh, what, oh, which oh, point yes, of what was? I, I connected it. I connected it. So Annette is on her guard against Sebastian from the get-go because that's Mrs. Caldwell, Cecile's mom, warned Annette, hey, this oh, fucking guy, yeah. he's, a, he's a son of a bitch. He's a, he's a little scoundrel. Um, and to get back at, uh, at Mrs. Caldwell, uh, she, he, um, uh, invites Cecile over under false pretenses, uh, gets her drunk, emotionally manipulates her, and then has sex with her. Um, it's dark. Uh. Wait, no, no, no. Is that, is that when he goes, he just, is that when he goes, he goes down on her? Right, yeah, that's. I think they, I think they have sex later. No, they do have sex later. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's that's the that's the that's that is what happens. She yeah. he lures her over for false pretenses to get her back with Ronald, the music teacher, and uh and then you know. Right. Yeah. And then also in order to get Annette, uh, Reese Witherspoon to really like start to like trust our Sebastian sauce dude who's doing all that shit. Um. He's got this sidekick friend, smokes a lot of weed, um, and also happens to be gay and banging this dude on the football team. And the guy on the football team is good friends with Annette through some rich people connection or something. Through the connection that they went to school together in Kansas City. Oh, I thought I thought she was like transferring to the school. She really, she was like, was happening. Yeah. Oh, but, oh yeah. Okay. But they knew oh, each other Kansas growing City. up. He's okay. going there. For it's football. a small city. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so that football player is like, he's banging this gay dude. Well, he's they're they're in a gay relationship. <laughs> he's banging the straight dude. <laughs> yeah, banging they're the banging each dude. other. The the two dudes. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want people to think I'm gay. Yeah, he's very not out. He's very he's very yeah. repressed. Luckily, Sebastian is a fucking snake and rolls up <laughs> right on cue at midnight. Well, he thinks he thinks that the football player is the one who ratted him out. Yeah. To, Mrs. Caldwell. That's what happens. Yeah. So he finds out that that's not the case, and it was the Caldwell, and then she he does uh, Cecile, and it's real bad, real gross, real not fun. This was, I think, this was the point in the movie that I was like, this 
went from very distressing and very uncomfortable to just downright unpleasant. Just not a fun, just not a good watch. Like I'm this I'm very serious when I'm saying this is like the most shocking movie I've ever watched. It yeah. was just like it very was just so and it was just like and they had this scene and then they just went about it and it was like beep 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 That's not how that song goes. Do 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 how how does that go? We're like do 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 That's a hard one to sing. It's like do 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 how does that know? Do, 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 Are do, there do, lyrics? Do. I'm going to do, do, do. 90s. What scene are you talking about? I, I'm saying like a generic 90s song. Oh, okay. Do, no, do, scene, do, like do. scene. You said that scene. It's I just like the general atmosphere of him oh, going. The, with Cecile. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Well, as I was saying, though, he blackmails the gay dude who doesn't want to. He's not out yet. Uh, so that way he... Uh, our football player can give him a good word in with a net, which works. They fall in love together. And that's kind of wrapping up that plot line. It all falls together at the end of the film when, spoiler alert, he's getting the shit kicked out of him by the cello teacher who was banging Cecile. Right. And- he was in love with her. He was in love with her. Right. He was, get- he was in love with her. and But he found out that Sebastian had sex with her. So he's beating the shit from, out of him in Central Park. From? What do you mean from? from the he sister. found out she was banging from? The oh, sister. the sister. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to give him a little push, you know. I'm not three years old. I'm not, learning I'm not Cecile. I'm here in Hebrew school. <laughs> Damn, that was. Wow. She's developmentally disabled. Yeah. Yeah. My point I think the song good. I was thinking of was Tom's Diner. Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's not it. Nope. Oh. Damn it. Well, oh, are you, you thinking know, Bittersweet do, Symphony? Do, are you thinking of Bittersweet do, Symphony? Do, do, no, it's like, do, it's do, like do, up Well, that's at the end. That one. Do you have a tambourine? No, that's just my my. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, shit. I, yeah, I actually know what song You know exactly which one it is. Wait, but do, you do, 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 sing. Do, wait, everyone shut up. Everyone shut do, up. Do, everyone shut up. I think I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it, boys. We're getting better at it. We're definitely Fuck. getting closer to it. Do, do, right. do, 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 do. Yeah, we got this. But anyways, so Sebastian gets hit by a car. He dies. So the rest of it goes, right? And then... There's a memorial service, uh, and right before oh, that. Oh, oh, is it um, is it a? Uh, I wish. You, wait, no, is it Semi Charmed Life? I think it is Semi Charmed Life. I think you're right. At the memorial service. Yeah. Sick. That's it. There we go. All right, mission accomplished. We did nice it, boys. boys. We did it. That's, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Wait, yeah. Wait, what were we doing again? Okay. <laughs> Fuck me, semi-charmed life. Fun At fact, the memorial fun service. fact, shut up, Ryan. Fun fact, <laughs> Elise Chenevay's... <laughs> fun fact, Elise Chenevay's uncle is uh, the singer. No uh, way. Why yeah. are they the most connected people? I don't know. They're. I, I mean, that's the weirdest. That's. I wouldn't say that's like connected. Yeah, fuck white people, man. Right, guys. <laughs> Okay, what were you saying, Ryan? The, uh, he died. He died. 
We should also point out, so so did we talk about Annette, him getting with Annette? I don't think we uh, did. Oh, yeah, no, we, I said, we, I we, said we, they fell in love. Yeah, but you kind of, where he like broke up with her and then. Yeah, got, like, you know. He, he slowly realizes as he's manipulating her that she, he is in love with her, he thinks. And uh, um, when she first, he his sort of play, which is sort of manipulation, but sort of like not, is he's like, you said, you said that you would uh, uh, do it if you were in love. And and you're turning away from love, and it's all shitty and gross. Um, and uh, and then she finally like, you know what? I am in love with you. I am in, very much in love with you. And then he, uh, before when she's just about to have sex with him, he's like, I can't do it. Uh, runs away because he feels so guilty because he's a piece of shit. Because um, he's oh. well, because he's doing it so that he can fuck his stepsister. Right. Yeah. Guilt is one way to yeah. describe that. Um, and then. Uh, he regrets that and is like, no, I got to go find her. And uh, they meet in an Amtrak station, which is Pete Buttigieg uh, has taught us is the most romantic place in the world. Um, or maybe that was O'Hare. What was the bullshit that Pete Buttigieg said? He was like, uh, I think he said O'Hare was very romantic because he uh, got engaged there. I don't know. All I know is that Pete Buttigieg talks a hell of a lot about trains for somebody who doesn't make any fucking trains. Anyway. He's got no authority. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and they get back together and his, uh, and they get together and then he... Um, um, gets hit by a taxi in Central Park. No, he, he goes, sends, he he goes to the sister oh. Oh, yeah. and he's like, I did it, I did it. And he's all dramatic and he's guilty as shit and is like i'm gonna have sex with you real hard now and then uh and then sarah michelle geller is just like you dumb bitch you dumb asshole you didn't think i was actually gonna fucking i was messing with you i was just having a good time you asshole you bitch well, doesn't he turn her down first at one? he turned her down and then he comes back okay, after yeah, breaking yeah. up with her and she's like right nah, bro, right i right. got you yeah. to do this and jokes on you. I don't fuck losers. And since I told you that, that makes you a loser. Yeah. <laughs> so he he uh, he goes tries to have sex with her, and she's like, no, uh, or he's like, no, I don't want to. And then he she gets jealous of him, and then they go back and they fight. And I don't remember. You you guys got it. And then and then he's hit by a car, and then the church thing, and then the coke, and the the end. Yeah, they. Uh, well, well, okay, just, so basically, he, basically, um, thank you. Basically, <laughs> uh, he turns her down. Uh, he confesses his feelings, goes back. Then she turns him down. Then he goes back and is like, "I, I love you," blah blah blah. And then he gives her, he gives uh, Reese Witherspoon his diary. His diary, which has the he key gives, to all of this. Stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. And meanwhile, but meanwhile, Sarah um, Michelle Gellar's like, "How can I?" you know get back at him on a deeper level so she calls up uh cello boy right yeah and is like uh oh um he hit me and he banged your girlfriend right that's right and then um you know he had a rough night sleeping in central park and then he runs into the cello teacher and he's like what's the, what's this business about you uh hitting your sister and instead of being like, I didn't hit her, he said, 
I don't have time for this, man. I had a rough night. Um, well, apparently and then he's they like, filmed in the IMDb trivia. It said they filmed a scene where he hits her, but then they took it out because they wanted the audience to be like, did he actually hit her? Did he not hit her? I like that. I like that, actually. I don't because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, because in it, my makes, head, it makes his response of, what do you mean? Or it makes in, his response of, I don't have time for this, really goddamn stupid. What's funny is I don't think the audience would think that. I think they would think he didn't hit her because they didn't show it. Yeah, I also definitely think that she was making it up. I Yeah, I 100% thought she was making it up. Yeah, um, so pretty bad, bad decision yeah. there, Lars. Oof. Um, so then he's like, well, <laughs> did you have sex with Cecile? And he's like, eh. he gives a little smirk. <laughs> he, does, he does do a little bit of like, me? you got me, me, <laughs> yeah. you got me there. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then they start uh, tussling, at which case Reese Witherspoon comes running and she's like, break up this fight. I love this man. At which case she's thrown into the street. Not thrown. Uh, what's what like dead dropped? Yeah, I guess. Ragdoll. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's that wrestling move for? Like you grab them and then you. Suplex when the Undertaker did that to the. Yeah. The, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. But she anyway, gets so... suplex. Not really. She just like. <laughs> no, she falls back into yeah. the street. And then um, there's a taxi that really could have stopped. Um, and in a final act yeah. of selflessness, uh, Sebastian throws himself in front of the taxi, dies. Um. Uh, and no blood, no blood, almost no blood, almost no blood. Ah, it's all the bleeding's internal. Um, that's was, the worst that, Yeah, I was thinking about that. It must be. Um, and then. Well, that's where the blood's supposed to be. So how's the doctor supposed to know? That? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they both confess their love for each other. Yeah, and then he dies, and then he dies. She uses the journal, prints out a bunch of copies, uh, gives it out at the funeral, which is logistically, I guess pretty easy i don't know i don't know how to easy what? that would be to, to they were that was a thick thing that it was, was a thick, thick thing book. it's a lot of scanning it's a lot fuck. of printing it's a lot of binding that was professional rich binding. Fuck, do you take it to a kinko's someone. though she hired yeah. 10 people yeah. to do it for her yeah, yeah, but like, just binding. but like do you go to a kinko's for that like that is some that is some wild yeah. material to drop off at a kinko's is what we're getting at I, I, is there I, like a HEPA? I, is there a HEPA but for Kinkos? Yeah. <laughs> What's a HEPA? Like the um, Hippocratic Oath. Well, no. You know, doctor patient um, confidentiality. Well, yeah, Kinkos that's what it patient is. Confident- confidentiality. I think but that's, that's HIPAA. 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 Oh, okay, HEPA's the air filter. HEPA is HIPAA. the air filter. HIPAA is, HIPAA is the <laughs> Hippocratic Oath. the Privacy Oath. Protection Act. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, under uh, HIPAA, I can't uh, filter out these viruses. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Uh, she well, gets no, okay, but the best part is their reaction when they hand out. Come on, like that girl who just shakes her head, <laughs> yeah, like they're disappointed. Very judgy. They're very and then judgy. the guy, yeah, and then, and then the, they find the coke necklace. She's got a cross. Yeah, coke he just cross grabs necklace. it off of her. It's alliterative, yeah. Sparky. You were getting real alliterative Ooh. with a uh, bodacious basketball low, bunny. Bo- yeah, bodacious <laughs> basketball bunny. She had the coke cross. The yeah, Coke the Coke crucifix cross, of the Christ. classic Coke Christ's cross. Christ's Coke Cruise. Christ's Coke Cruise. Fuck. Christ, 
co-crucifix. Christ's co-crucifix. And that's yeah. it. That's the end. And we see Annette driving off in the Jag, um, which I guess they amended. Where are their parents? Oh, yeah. They're in, I Bali. Wanted to they're know. in Bali. We only see the aunt and Cecile's mom. The parents are in Bali. Because remember, he's like, how's your gold digging uh, mom enjoying Bali? Oh, that's and right. And she's yeah. like, uh, fine, because I think you're like impotent dad. Or she's like, fine, but Maya, she thinks your impotent dad is banging the, the maid. It's pretty difficult to do when you're impotent. Kind of <laughs> kind of mixed yeah. messages on that slam there, Sarah. Anyway. Um, hey, boys. Yo, what's good? What did we learn today? Don't do cocaine. Yeah, don't do cocaine. Don't fuck your step sibling. <laughs> um, I think I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> I think the thing I learned most is that I can still like recognize yeah. when something is like actually wrong. Sure. You know what I'm. You know what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I thought maybe so. This book was published in 1783 in France, and it was about aristocrats. And uh, it wasn't a political book at the time. And then a little thing called the French Revolution happened. All of this I didn't know. But in the, in the, uh, I had sort of a moment where I felt connected with history because my entire experience watching this movie was I would really enjoy seeing all of these people shot. I think it would be real swell. Well, I guess not. Mm. Uh, Cecile was, she was awesome. Not Cecile. Yeah, and she, not she, did, she deserves the world. But the brother the and the sister, the brother and the sister, I felt like, mm, yeah, if they get shot, that'd be great. Well, he yeah. got hit by a car, so that's like the next best thing. Yeah, right? but they redeemed him good. at the end, like, kind of. They tried to, but he was still like a huge piece of shit. I also don't understand if that journal is supposed to be so honest. Annette is gonna Annette, who is uh, Reese Witherspoon's character. She's going to read, like, from the day that his, like, manipulation started. Yeah. Like, she's going to read meant it. meant for that. I don't understand how that does not read as the advancing strategies of, of emotional manipulation. Because it's like, I admit, you know, it's like, coming like, clean is the best. In reality, I don't think that would cut it for most people. But for her, it's like, oh, the fact that he's coming clean about all this is... But not she, even, though. Like She did get know. the jag, though. She did get the jag. She That's got the jag. Sick. She got the jag. And free tuition to the school. Well, her her, her father was the headmaster. I, I, I still think they pulled some strings. Because I don't remember if they made the bet before she was... I don't remember the timeline, but I thought no, it was like she, they... They, they, that was after, they made the bet after they oh, knew she okay. was coming because, okay. because she said, he said, um, uh, there's like something about, oh, well, I don't have to go to Kansas cause she's coming here. Okay. Um, I, w- I redact. Yeah. That theory. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I learned that the, uh, urge to chop these two characters heads off. Uh, transcends generations and centuries you know how like there's the the romeo and juliet adaption with leonardo dicaprio where it's word for word but it's just set in los angeles yes i'm kind of curious what the parallels in this in the book were i think that the like is she is she 
I'm guessing she's not developmentally disabled in the book. Probably Well, the book not. was in French, the, so maybe. The book was in French, so there's no fucking It's telling. not... French isn't a fucking dead language. <laughs> what do you... It's not that. like in Latin. <laughs> I mean, who are you going to trust, though? Like, who's going to tell you the truth? Are you going to ask a French person what it means, and you're going to just take their word for it? You have no way of verifying it. That's true. Shit. Um, in the book, I think it's actually a book written of... Um, is, I don't remember the term for it, but it's a book composed of letters. Like, it's letters between characters. Oh. Uh. Um, I mean, most books are, you know, made up of letters. <laughs> I guess, I guess you're right, Jordan. I guess you're right. I don't think they were step siblings. I, I don't think, think they that's had the divorce back then. <laughs> and I think that uh, uh, well, they were um, they were also older because. Well, um, there's also the scene where the mom's a racist. So I'm kind of curious if that was. Yeah, I think that. Was I don't think I don't think racism game. was a thing in. 1700s france maybe like it was obviously a thing but i doubt it was well you know i don't know i think that it 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 was probably more classist than it was racist um okay but so no one ever call you out for it oh uh, maybe i don't know right i don't think i don't think someone would ever be called a racist back then maybe i don't know in any case i think that one of the other thoughts that I did have about what I learned is, um, you know, about 20 years-ish after this movie, or after the book was published, there was the French Revolution, um, which may or may not have been connected. And about 20 years after this movie, you know, I'm not an expert, but I think that there was a huge surge in, in, in step pornography, I'd say it's think, a thing. Do you think those two things are connected? This past Absolutely. year, this past no year, way. it's it's grown exponentially. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I, I uh, actually maybe yeah, I feel like it isn't something you really see that often. Maybe, maybe they're connected. Media. Maybe. Do you think? Do you think that there is a that this we are uncovering? I would have to go and watch. Um. Uh, Dangerous Liaisons, the 1988 movie, mm. to figure out what happened in two. What would that be? 2008 to yeah. see to see Obama what Obama was caused. elected. Obama was elected. <laughs> Obama. That's true. Maybe there is a subplot about Obama being elected in Dangerous Liaisons. We'll never know because I probably won't watch that movie either. No. Um, although it's supposed to be like much better than this one, which is you know low bar. But yeah. Oh shit, Ryan, do you have a rap? Yeah, I also, do wait, it. wait, quick fun fact. Ryan Philippe was married to Reese Witherspoon. I heard that, yeah. Ryan I didn't Fleet, know this until I looked it up. The the guy the guy who played Sebastian. Sebastian they yeah. were they were married. Till like 2013. Oh. They were there for a while. Good for them. Good, Good for, them. for them. I mean, I, you know, you wish it you wish they make it, but Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough you to You sleep make with a developmentally it. disabled girl, you can't really look past that. Yeah. But yeah, marriages are tough to, especially when you've been hit by a taxi. That's a tough <laughs> thing to make a marriage work. You know? All right, Ryan, hit us. All right. All right, I'm starting now. 
Nobody told me this would be a softcore porn, not a long movie, but I could have sworn it was a porn without Lauren in the morn. It was definitely <laughs> the root of the step-sibling fantasy. Sarah Michelle Geller looking fantastically, wagering her body with her brother sabbatically. One jag, three girls, one mom, no worlds. Tara Reid in one scene with no pearls. Just a guy with a gay friend, no girls. He really just wants <laughs> to fuck Witherspoon. She doesn't want to do it, call her no spoon. He gets in her head, it's a honeymoon. All for his sister, it's a money boon. Please stop with the sus shit coming on to a disabled girl. There, she just really dumb shit, ruining relationships for no reason. Getting love hit, all for Sarah Michelle Geller to get her comeuppance. That's it. That was really good. That was your best in that I've seen so far. Heard. That was. It really took me the good. shortest amount of time to write. You did. I. I have a. I have a slight quip or quibble for you. Um, I really stretched some of the words you said there with the rhyming. Porn in the morn without Lorne. Oh. Um, yeah. Was Lorne, that... Michaels. Lorne, Lorne Michaels, Michaels was not there. Okay. He was not there. In, that... in, he, yeah, so in New York City, he, you think he would be, but he wasn't. You think he would be, yeah. Right? I mean, maybe yeah. this took place like where he doesn't hang out. Where does Lorne? Well, he probably hangs out there. In Central he probably hangs out in the Hamptons. He probably hangs yeah. out there. Yeah, that's silly. What I'm questioning, though, is. Um, the inverse of porn without Lorne is porn with Lorne. And you made it sound as if that was the standard, was the porn with the Lorne. Sparky, you are... Ex- hang on. What? I, I'm not setting any standard. Read the lyric I'm again. Saying, I'm just saying it was porn without Lorne in the morn. That is I'm true. I'm not saying there is... You're right. I'm just taking the next logical leap of saying, you know... There might be porn with Lauren in the morn somewhere. I mean, maybe that's how he makes all his money because there's no way Saturday Night Live can be profitable when it's so shitty so constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Going after SNL. What a fucking renegade. They, they, just, they, the they just made the list with um, Dave Chevy Portnoy, Chase and Dave Chevy Portnoy. Chase. <laughs> Dave I Portnoy. swear to God, there's a no, third guy. I, I think Lauren Michaels a... is great. I think SNL is incredible. Yeah. I think that's fun to shit on it. Um Oh, yeah, but that is a good point. Chevy Chase can get fucked. So can Dave Portnoy. <laughs> All right. Do you think if Dave Portnoy had a stepsister, he'd make make a move? Almost assuredly, I right? I don't I actually think he's, like, aside from, like, the classic Bostonian that he is, I don't think he's that fucked. I think that he would have sex with, try to have sex with just about anybody. Yeah. I also think he probably consumes quite a bit of pornography and would not be able no, to... No, I think he's rich enough that he doesn't have to anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's more compulsive uh, than anything else. Hmm. If, I had to, if I had to guess. If I had to guess. Anyway, uh, that brings us to Milk and Merlot, <laughs> the part of the podcast where we decide how much porn Dave Portnoy watches. I'm going to say Merlot, which is to say a lot. Um, no, it's the part of the podcast where we say if this movie is aged like a fine wine or uh, gone rotten with a, like milk. Jordan, go ahead. It's it's weird because I was thinking about this a lot, and I think I was going to say Merlot. Yeah. And it's just because, like, I, I think it's just because it was really the first movie that I kind of paid attention to the entire way through. Right sure it was it was it's like really hard to explain because clearly i'm it's the most fucked up movie we've seen and it didn't it clearly didn't age well but to some 
extent like it did i yeah right i really can't explain it i really can't what's up what about me milk or merlot i'm gonna go with the stinkers bad movie awards 1999 and award them a milk i am so fucking glad you brought up the stinkers 1999 (laughs) award i was looking at that today as well we cannot talk about it now that has to be one of our retrospective episodes is to go through awards. Director's season. commentary. Is that the Razzies or is that just like? It's some, probably something similar. I I I I track what both of you are saying. Here's here's what I think. I think that Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe are and Reese Witherspoon are all very good in this movie. They are all I, very yeah. very good in this movie. They give out. They give great performances. They're incredibly compelling. Um. Like I, I genuinely, genuinely despised Ryan Phillippe and Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's characters. Genuinely, like fully despised them. Um, I think that uh, the movie is is I guess like technically well executed. It's just like something tonally just does not sit right and it does not feel good to enjoy watching this movie Mm -hmm. because it's like you know there are parts of it that are like shot very seductively and trying to be arousing um and and the actors sell that and the movie sells that but it's also like fucking gross like you shouldn't be romanticizing it it's gross um, so I, I, I am, I am in the mixed bag. Um, I, I would say it's a Merlot that somebody added Coca-Cola to and the Coca-Cola has gone flat. Mm. Ah, a Cuba Libre. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you got the legs for us, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I do. 2.97. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, thank you so much for listening, um, everyone, uh, to our episode. Our very raunchy, very gross, not safe for parents um, uh, movie uh, or podcast. Um, I uh, uh, We will see you next week when our movie will be the 1999 classic Anna and the King, the story of the romance between the King of Siam and widowed British school teacher Anna Lewins. Leo Leon Owens. Leon Owens. Leona Lewis. During the nineteen sixties. Uh, it's Jodie Foster. There there she is. I see. I see that. Um Jodie Foster. Jo- the King of Cheyenne wants to talk to me. Is that is that a Jodie Foster? What? So I that was like Peter Griffin. What? <laughs> Jodie <laughs> Foster. Nah, <laughs> she, she Jodie Foster. A... She. We gotta go up and we gotta find uh, the. I used alien, to be on the she. farm. <laughs> she. I'm running towards this. I'm running towards this medicine cabinet, but it's the mirror. She. Cheyenne, you say. Jodie Foster was in contact, right? I'm not fucking 
mixing her up with somebody. She was. Definitely I haven't seen in contact. contact. I someone Me said. Neither. Okay, yeah. I think I was talking about this with someone like yesterday. Yeah, he had it with Keonti. She. There's another Jodie Foster. Is that an, is that about aliens? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Contact. Great movie, Contact. Great movie. No, did not right. did not better than Close Encounters. Better than Close Encounters. Never seen Close Encounters. That's a that's a banger. Talk. Oh, that's what I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna end the podcast now because we've been going on way too long. Sorry, this was well, so. Well, the first the first 16 minutes were <laughs> nothing. Rock solid podcast. Rock solid podcasting. We we have just put out. Uh, I have been your uh, Garden of Eden host, Sparky Shaw. Your River Sticks host, Jordan Granick. And as always, I'm Ryan. And now, Classical Gas. <laughs>